is where we hold them. This is where we fight. This is where they die. And the shield boys. Remember this day, man. It will be yours for all time. Alright guys, welcome to the Heroes Without Capes podcast, our first episode. You got your boy Lou here, and I'm joined by my brother Coop. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, hey, so first episode, and you know, we're going to keep this first episode light, but at the same time, you know, kind of set the foundation for what this podcast is going to be about, which is going to be about Heroes Without Capes, and yes, sir. you know, what, what the current news is out there with public safety and... Uh, training and, you know, just things that the public would want to know about what what people deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, with that being said, though, uh, it was kind of hard to get this going. Uh, We had a conversation last night on our other podcast that you you might appreciate. We could not remember what had happened between 2020 and 2021. It, it's almost as if we literally lost two year time frame because it seems like it was all just one year. Yeah, I mean we've been in this pandemic now for. Uh, it seems like it's just been, you know, for years, years yeah. and years with all these changes, and that's basically what dominates the news now. And so we've just been in this weird ass pandemic type of state of mind in this. It's this new realm. Well, that well, yeah, but it, 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 it's funny because you, you're thinking pandemic and stuff. But for me, for instance, it's literally been at one point, it, it's all just one big blob of time yeah, grouped exactly. together. I can't remember what we did uh, prior to 2020. Like I can't, I can't connect that time frame. It's almost like we, it's almost like we got blipped, like in the Marvel movies, man. Like we literally hey, we lost did. two years of our life. We really did. We we got thrown into this world of uh, uh, hand sanitizer that smells like tequila. Yeah. We got thrown in the world of uh, wearing masks, and we, you know, we we coined this new phrase. Um, that most of us should be familiar with, you know, social distancing. <laughs> hey, we never heard that term before ever until basically the last two years. And yeah, it's like we're, we're running on repeat right now. So we'll see what 2022 brings. But, uh, you know, that side of the house, I don't think much is going to change with this, you know, quote unquote pandemic it just is what it is at this point well well here, here's my here, here's my observational joke of the day i remember we we were in the military together yep and as the episodes progress we'll talk more in detail about our history together and our military service and you know even our law enforcement service together but remember there was always that wannabe tactical the guys that Wanted to wear the ninja masks. Mm-hmm. And I, some of that might have stretched even from childhood where ninjas yep. were cool. And now everyone, because of this pandemic, is a ninja right now. Everybody gets to wear a mask. And I don't know, like, all right, so all jokes aside, I remember going to training recently. I, I jumped into the real estate realm after I left uh, law enforcement and 
the, the listeners know that I'm also, I also run a comic book shop with my lovely wife, Amy. But uh, we were at this training uh, with, with several of the real estate realtors, and they were concerned about body language and being able to see facial expressions. And I explained to them that humans historically adapt to that kind of stuff. Right now, if you see somebody wearing a mask, believe it or not, you can kind of tell if they're smiling, for instance, or you can tell if they're sad or grimacing. You're focused. Now we're just focusing on their eyes now. That's it. Whereas before, you know, you were looking at the whole, the whole shebang bang. You were looking at, you know, the nose crinkling, the whole nine. And uh, I've, I find it interesting that we're starting to adapt to that from not just officer safety, but just as a social thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's real. The, uh, the mask has been a, a blessing and a curse, right? So if you just look at the mask, you know, whether you're for wearing a mask or not, you know, that, that part, I'm not really here to argue about. Um, but you look at the mask now and like when it's blowing ass cold outside, I appreciate that mask. I wear a mask, right? <laughs> because it keeps my face warm. Now, prior to this, basically the mask being a thing, I never really would have thought to wear a mask outside of maybe some face coverings when it's like really, really cold. I never right. would have thought as an everyday to wear a mask when it's cold. But I tell you what, in the wintertime here in Alaska, if you could throw on a mask now and it's like, <laughs> it's accepted, it's not even that weird. Um, it's good to go because yeah, you're right. Before this, it was weird. And if you saw anyone wear a mask, you're like, listen, I'm about to get robbed. They're about to go rob somebody. Yeah. Or it was very specific to specific culture. Like you would see a certain demographic of travelers wearing masks, kind of depending on you know your well the the, the Asian, for instance, the, yep. the Asian community, because this is something that isn't new yeah, in Asia. Exactly. Hey, if you got and I kind of appreciate Okay, I, I'm not here to promote masks. That's not what I'm mm-hmm, here for. Mm-hmm. I'm just here, my personal opinion, my personal observation. I do appreciate now, you go to Walmart and you had the the, the socially awkward people. Yep. I'm trying to uh, uh, refrain from using the R word, right? Yep. But these cats that would just cough in your face. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, this is kind of... Putting a safety on their social, yeah. their social awkwardness. Now. Yeah, because now they could just cough into their mask and not really cover their mouth because right. it's already covered. The, the, yeah, the 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 chain smoker. Yeah, who, who who's coughing a lung and doesn't yeah. cover their mouth. The mask does that for us now. Yeah. Or the you know the 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 person that has that cold sore on their lip. Yeah, they don't even no. have to put Oragel or whatever. Uh, they don't even have to cover that thing up with lipstick. They could just uh, throw on that mask and be like, "Listen, I, I, this, we're in a pandemic. I got to throw this mask on." So. Yo, I was dying though because uh, we have a couple of we have a couple of uh, uh, people we know. Um, I'm not going to say names or so because they'll probably hate us after they mm-hmm. find out. But uh, Amy and I came to the conclusion that. During this entire two-year process, mm-hmm. we've noticed that some people look way better with the mask on. And as soon as they take the mask off, 
It's like you got catfished. Yeah, you're like, you're like damn. Because they got the designer mask. It's all yeah. it's all bedazzled out, if that's even a thing still. And then they pull the mask down, and you're like, yep. oh, he ain't. Some, somebody hasn't gone to the dentist yeah. in about a yep. uh, couple of years. You know, they... Yeah. That grill is messed up. The- <laughs> hey, it's definitely a, it's a trip that that's where we're at, but uh, I don't see the mass now that it's kind of ingrained in our, our everyday lives. It's just going to, it's going to stay, you know, these places like airlines, for example, I travel all the time and you're uh, sitting, you know, an inch away from the person next to you, but you all are required to wear these masks if, Unless you're drinking the beverage. Yeah. Hey. And just keep a beverage in front of you. Man, I tell you what. Um, I travel quite a bit, and I've seen some of these flight attendants on a specific airline that I am a, a frequent on. I've seen flight attendants be chill, but this last flight, this lady wouldn't even take drink orders unless you were wearing that mask. But then it gets awkward, right? Because how many times uh, yeah. do you speak clearly with the damn mask on? Right. So then the flight attendant has to like lean across to you and get all close. And the whole thing is just, it's crazy. But but they've testified. Mm-hmm. The airlines have testified mm-hmm. that the new filtration systems on their aircraft far exceed hospitals. some hospitals. Oh, absolutely. If not like the majority of hospitals. Right. So, yeah, that's... Uh, Again, it's just kind of where we're at, and uh, I don't think there's any any slowing, especially with the new variants and all that nonsense. Like, what's what's the one out right now? Omicron. Omicron. Uh, uh, why is it the that they're making them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why why are they giving them like these cool yeah. names? Like, yeah. Why can't they just name it Alpha like Bravo? A? Yeah, yeah. A. a. This B. is variant A. Omicron. Omicron. Yeah, the Omicron. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. In that one, they're saying the vaccine's not even going to necessarily uh, stop because the vaccine was built for some very specific strains. Yeah. And now and it was built this, for the Autobots. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. This is some Decepticons. The, the, <laughs> that one was, it was the first couple of variants, like the Delta. Or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's kind of what it was designed for. But now you got these, the Omicron and all this nonsense. So people are still going to gonna be uh, obviously cautious uh with it but you know at this point i've kind of accepted where we're at with it i've done on my end what i need to do to make sure that i'm good to go and you know hopefully it doesn't affect me or my family or my friends in any type of adverse way but uh it kind of is what it is at this point so what what are we seeing in the culture for uh first responders right now are they has it made it more stressful or is it just one? Cause it, here's my question mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. Uh, from the law enforcement standpoint. I mean, I've been in fights when I was in law enforcement. Uh, I was rural law enforcement for a good portion of my career. Trying to fight with someone or yeah. get into a pursuit with someone, foot pursuit. Absolutely. With a mask on. Uh, are we seeing any adverse things happening because of that? I could tell you from, from personal experience that, uh, those masks, when you're fighting and actively doing stuff, they suck. So I remember right when uh, the pandemic was really kicking off, you know, the agency that I worked for was real big on make sure you wear your mask. And uh, I was a supervisor at the point. And so I wanted to make sure that not only was I wearing my mask um, when I went to calls based on the direction I was receiving from, from our command, but the my folks were also seeing me wear this mask. So 
we go up to this call. Um, these 17 year olds, we don't know they're 17 at the time, but mm-hmm. these 17 year olds are, they're going off the chain. They're fighting and they're, they're getting buck ass wild out there on the doorstep. <laughs> so there I am, you know, I hop out of my car. I'm like, Hey, those, those dudes are actually fighting. I was like, damn, I'm not going to go and like go deal with that. Right. So myself with cover officers, we go up there and we start dealing with this and I have my N95 mask on. Right. So Ooh. I do like this light jog up to the up to the door because they're fighting right on the porch. So I do a light jog up there, right? Because if and by in, the way, you're super fit. If if you've been in the business now for any length of time, like sure, we want to break up fights, but you gotta you gotta do like an assessment. Right. You can't just go running in there and then you get bopped in the head and right by you fall. You don't or know. someone comes out of the house that you didn't see like. There's a whole host of things. So I don't necessarily run up at this point. I just do my little jog, give them some commands. And uh, this this cat stood up, and he came at me, and I was like, damn, we're about to throw down. But I still got this damn mask on, right? Ooh. We start throwing down, and this he was 17, um, and he probably weighed a buck 70. So I got him by a couple pounds, right? Yeah, it, it, what are you, 250? Yeah, so I got him by a couple All pounds, muscle. and um, I have some decent training and, like, martial arts experience, and, like, no problem. Right. Like, hand-to-hand, like, no problem in my brain. That damn N95 mask, though, because, of course, he wasn't wearing a mask. Right. And so he's breathing that, that free air, and I'm huffing and oh, puffing no. and sucking and just trying to get this dude in custody. And he's one of those wily kids who, um, like, you know, what he was on was making him into this superhuman on right. top of me wearing a mask. We're fighting in the ice and snow. You know how that goes. Yep. It's like a whole other ball game, right? Right, right. On top of the fact we're wearing this damn N95 mask trying to deal with this cat. Hey, so after we, I get this dude in custody, I'd rip that thing off my face and you know, I'm literally breathing. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Just on the side there, I'm like, I'm not wearing this mask, uh, generally speaking, unless I absolutely have to. Right. And for the first you know, few months of the mandates um, from the agency, I was like, eh, you know, I'll wear it when I can, but it's not like the first thing that's on my brain to throw on right. this mask because we still have to be the police. And I mean, imagine this from, from your standpoint, right? You're Joe citizen. You're being contacted by the police. And let's say you are high. Let's say you are drunk. And I roll up, I'm in my uniform looking sharp, of course, but uh, <laughs> then I got this mask on my face and all you can see is my eyes. And it, it takes away from like that, Right. As we talked earlier, like are you smiling or yeah. Are you, yeah, it takes it takes away from that. And so, again, sure, you know, masks are important. And uh, I actually bought all of my team members masks uh, mm-hmm. that had specific markings on them. Ah. So uh, they weren't wearing that same junker uh, N95 or, you know, something like that. Right, uh, right. We got them from a apparel company down in Florida who uh, does some masks. So. Uh, hooked them all up, and we would wear them uh, when appropriate. But and for that company, if you want to uh, hook us up with a sponsorship later, yeah, yeah, uh, we, we can talk. We'll yeah. send you a mess. We'll send you a DM and yeah, see if you want to do a sponsorship here. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna come after me, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It's thirteen fifty apparel. 
So Ooh, okay. law enforcement owned company down in, uh, they're based out of Florida. They do all sorts of stuff from shirts, sweatshirts to literally COVID masks and just things like that, that uh, before this, I never would have necessarily purchased from them. Right. But the mask kind of got me onto their company and then I've, I've purchased like work shirts uh, that say police on their state trooper or whatever the, the local well, sheriff's department. The thing department. is identi- identity, yeah. right? Yeah. People so, want to know who the hell is rolling up on them. So they, they sell a bunch of stuff like that and they're comfortable and I actually like their stuff and it's not that cotton. It's, uh, it's performance material. So you can you know, actually it, breathe through yeah, it. Somewhere. It shows my muscles a little bit more. <laughs> oh, <so> Jesus. <laughs> get, my, get my flex on, but also I can be marked yeah. if I need to be. Well, so uh, I find this interesting that you say this, right? One of my biggest issues when I was with uh, uh, a department here was fitness or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. We had morbidly obese people. I worked for, I worked at one point for a guy that weighed about 400 pounds easily, morbidly obese. This guy would breathe heavy walking down the hallway. I am not making any exaggerations. He would have to use both his hands to get himself off from his desk. It was crazy. Now, now he's retired now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Imagine putting a mask on him and telling him to go chase someone to fight someone. Yeah, that's just and you're nope. and and we're talking about you. And I've seen people on your team that are extremely physically fit, mm-hmm. and if they're having problems, what you know, my concern. Always, and we've talked about this in the past, but for the listeners, you know, I truly believe that if we were to do the detailed um, studies, that there's a direct correlation between excessive force and deadly force shootings and people that are not physically fit. That doesn't say all, because mm-hmm. that that would be that would be bad data. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how many excessive force cases or bad shoots was because the guy was morbidly obese or completely out of shape, and the only option they had was deadly force, or because they're physically unfit, they yep. can't even. I mean, it, it, physical. Uh, physical restraint wasn't even an option for them, right? You know, yeah, no, that's a <clears throat> that's a real thing, and um, obviously, I don't have any data in front of me to look at and say, hey, of you know these hundred shootings, you know, twenty of them were completely out of shape and couldn't fight themselves out of a wet paper sack, and because of that, they resorted to uh, deadly force a lot sooner than someone who who can you know go into hand controls or you know, other force options per se, but that's absolutely a, a thing where, you know, folks get into these, these battles and, um, you know, these incidents, these use of force incidents are tense, uncertain, and rapidly evolving. Mm-hmm. And they aren't prepared for any of that because of their physical fitness level. Right. And um, absolutely, it, it happens. And, you know, law enforcement as a whole, um, I think the general public thinks that, all these cats walk around with these six packs and they're at the gym. And right. Now, shout out to all my SWAT bros. We, yeah, we yeah, know yeah. that they stay at the gym, right? Right. Uh, but even then, that's because they know what they have to go do. And they take that job very, very seriously. And there's a lot of vetting to get on these specialized teams. But 
your run-of-the-mill cop, they're not going to the gym every single day. They're not taking 30 minutes um, in their day to just go on a walk or just do a quick run or do some calisthenics. They're not doing that. And, you know, part of that is, uh, I think, is a cultural thing from a a law enforcement standpoint. The donut, the donut. Hey, dudes are working uh, shifts. You know, you have guys and gals who are working night shifts. They're working uh, extra shifts. They're working side jobs. They're working whatever the case may be. Eating fast food at 3 in the morning. Yep. They got to go home. They got to deal with their families because they have families, too, that they got to take care of. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that goes by the wayside of just physical fitness. But you got to think, man, with what we're in right now with mass mandates and all that stuff, on top of the fact that uh, just in general, you have to be in shape to do this job because not only are folks looking at you the moment you get out of a vehicle – they're saying, okay, you know, the, the guys who are going to fight you, the guys and girls who are going to fight you, they make that decision uh, within the first few seconds, right? Anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about in general life, right? You go up to uh, anything. Um, let's say you go up to the gym. You see the first buff dude that walks out with his little tank top on and all that stuff all jacked and ripped, right? You assume that that dude is a meat eater. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, that dude will, will wreck me. He'll toss me around. Right. You don't know anything about his background. You just made, but you made certain judgments. Correct. So you've already made that judgment just based off of his physical appearance. The dude can be uh, maybe a great weightlifter, uh, but a complete. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he, he's just a, a show muscles. Yeah. Just complete. Just 100%. Yeah. Uh, if you even spoke straight to him, Jersey mean, Shore, yes, just would crumble <laughs> in his in his seat. But by and large, the general public they would judge that guy just based mm-hmm. off his physical appearance and make all these assumptions. Like, hey, that dude would probably I don't want to mess with him because he's a big dude. He probably he probably kick my ass, right? Right, right. He got the moose in the hair. You mess his hair so up. That's a wrap. If you think about that on the policing side. You get out of the car, you have your uniform on, dudes are already like, okay, cop mm-hmm. has all this training, has all this experience, oh, cop's in shape too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll listen I'm gonna, to that one. Yep, I'm going to listen to him, I'm going to tell him uh, what he or she needs to hear, and then hopefully this contact goes real well, right? Right. But then there's the cats who get out of that car. The, the the suspension yeah. jumps up as soon as yeah. they get out the vehicle. Hey, their uh, their sedan turns back into a truck, <laughs> an SUV, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so those cats get out. Their pistol magazines are basically parallel to the floor because yeah. they're tacos and their yeah. burgers. <laughs> They've pushed the magazines to that point. Uh, they get out. Their hair's not done. I mean, just little things, yeah. right? And then people are like, hey, I'm going to make a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Hey, I may run. I may put in some work and try to fight this this copper. And so physical fitness. We've interviewed inmates mm-hmm. that have specifically said that they go off of the appearance, yeah. the professional appearance of the officer, and that determines how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've said it. And I've been in uh, multiple training sessions. I did a uh, Nice Q and A with uh, 
Norteño gang member out of, uh, he was serving time down in Cali, but mm-hmm. he would do these conferences where he would go around and do a Q and a session. And, uh, he, that was one of the things he talked about was just sizing up law enforcement from the moment they came into contact. And he said, one of the two things that he really, really, really looked at was appearance. Mm-hmm. And then second was their demeanor and how they treated them. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. a whole nother that's topic. Whole nother I mean, topic. we could, you could go down the, down a rabbit hole on just how to treat people. But I thought that was pretty interesting because here you have like a legitimate gangster, like a lieutenant mm-hmm. in a pretty notorious Northern California gang. Right. Um, who served time in some legitimate prisons mm-hmm. who's been arrested for a some legitimate things that's had some real police contacts and he based how he treated people uh based on their appearance in how they uh their demeanor was and how they respected them so right. i thought that was very interesting coming right out of the gate but um yeah yeah i think uh there's something to be said about that i've also noticed in my in my time as a recruiter and then traveling nationwide like yourself, uh, the the uh, uh, geography determines appearances sometimes too. Like an East Coast cop, like now I'm the son of an NYPD officer, mm-hmm. so I can mm-hmm. I can talk this man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have legitimate connections to the New York City Police Department. The New York City Police Department, their typical officer. Does not look like a California officer and certainly doesn't look like mm-hmm. uh, an Alaska officer, depending on, you know, where you're looking at right. Anchorage or uh, the the state troopers or even, you know, Wasilla PD, Palmer PD, all these guys. There's a big difference in their appearance. And now, granted, uh, part of that is that, you know, you're looking at a department that you're trying to keep squared away with numbers in excess of 30,000 officers and you're trying to have 30,000 plus officers. I think their numbers right now are like 38,000. Yep. At one point they were larger than the U S coast guard and you're trying to get all of those guys to look squared away. But what you end up seeing, cause I remember sending you a couple of videos. We watched uh, some videos of uh, some NYPD guys just getting, Owned, just worked, worked by just three street thugs challenging them to fights and getting in their face and all kinds of stuff. And when you look at the appearance of these officers, they've got full blown beards. Uh, they're not fit. Their uniform doesn't look like they don't even have keepers for their gun belts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't. They. Their boots are all scuffed up. They have no they don't look officer the part. presence. They don't look the part. Yeah. They just look like another dude from the street who yep. just needed a job. Yep. And he just happened to find a job where he throws on a uniform. Now, that's obviously no disrespect or anything to uh, no, specifically the uh, uh, NYPD. Right. But the problem with NYPD, from what I've seen, is that they they – they throw all their resources at their specialized units. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're that video we saw, there's no way that would have happened to an ESU officer. Right. 
their ESU and their their counter terror team. That's a completely different level. Yeah, right. And but this, unfortunately, they need to. Right. And in that video, if I if I remember correctly, these dudes they were talking to the three NYPD officers. Yeah. All males. Yeah. And they essentially told them uh, that if they tried to do anything to them, that they would beat their asses. Yeah. Literally told them, told the police that if Within you, inches of their face. It, it, exactly. They were literally chest bumping them, yeah. telling them if they did anything, that they would beat their asses. Yeah. And just absolutely <laughs> crazy. But again, it goes back to the, the point that we were talking about is a lot of it starts at the gym it starts at your house before right. you even get there it's a cultural thing too where um you know some of these some folks in in these neighborhoods or areas or states that they live in they've seen the i guess the the demise of law enforcement and the filming and you know mm-hmm. people are more interested in doing tiktok videos and getting law enforcement on right tape right right than they are about just doing what they need to do and mind their own business. Right. So, you know, that's that's half the battle. And again, that's a whole nother topic well, no, of discussion yeah, yeah, we, right we, there. We have several episodes uh, in the future that we could discuss just that. But yeah, we are, uh, uh, it's interesting to see how things have evolved. Um, I mean, I, uh, I know here in the future we'll do a whole episode just on recruitment, retention, and selection. You know, we, uh, what we've seen now, what we think needs to happen in the future to be successful. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, uh, one thing that we didn't address, you know, uh, we're looking at it from our standpoint, but how about uh, uh, the search and rescue people and the firefighters? Um, I mean, I will say this. When I was in the Coast Guard and we used to do the migrant interdiction operations, mm-hmm. these dangers these bio danger, biohazard dangers or whatever we want to call them, of, you know, viruses and everything else. Right. We were already kind of taking those sorts of precautions already. This isn't like super new, but right. at the same time, you know, we, More we unfortunately, yeah, we were focusing it on a specific uh, demographic of, uh, of, of uh, Law violators or whatever we want to call them, whatever the mission entailed, you know. But, you know, I remember being in the Middle East when we were in Bahrain, you know, that that was far from our thoughts of wearing a mask while doing tactical boardings on these Iraqi dows. But when you jumped on, let's say, uh, uh, a migrant vessel coming from South America or or from Asia, that, you know, you had the dangers of, uh, uh, what was it, Uh, there was hepatitis, there Mm -hmm. was all these Mm -hmm. things, although they... They did make us pin cushions too. I remember. Yeah, I mean, they you, we were filled with vaccinations yeah. for those situations. And you had to worry about stuff that uh, you know we, from a country standpoint, we don't have to worry about, right? Yeah, because we, we were going to their we were going to their backyard. Yeah, where that so was. So you issue. have all these folks who were coming over on these boats who may not have or have ever had any vaccination. Period. Right? I mean, hell, we got to take get vaccination to get into school here in the U.S. for right, the most right, part. Right. Right. Elementary school. And so, yeah, so from the job perspective back then, yeah, you, you'd wear your mask. We smallpox. Yep. We were worried yep. about uh, anthrax. We yep. worried about all these things. Well, smallpox in particular that had been eradicated in the United States mm-hmm. because of 
Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you agree with it or not, but but because of uh, vaccination programs and you know polio and everything else, right. and uh, uh, once again, I'm not promoting vaccinations. I, I'm one of those people that you do what you want to do with your life, right? You know that that's your your call. I do ask that you be respectful enough not to try to endanger me. Mm-hmm. But uh, with that being said, you know you do you. But I remember in the military, we didn't even have a choice. They made us get those vaccinations, and it was. It, but they explained it. Hey, this is the mission. This is the danger. And you know, now you're looking at a, uh, you know, firefighters and paramedics that are dealing with all this stuff now, and they're, uh, they have to be way more intimate than we had to. Yeah, and you think about uh, just boot camp. Hey, I just want to make sure that we're we're on the same page here. Boot camp. They didn't explain anything to me. No. They were just like, hey, hey, and they didn't even say, hey. They were like, line up. You're going to go down this row. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a bunch of shots. Yep. And that's how yeah. it went. Hey, that's we didn't went. have the opportunity to protest, to ask, hey, what's in that? Nope. When was that passed by the FDA? No. Nah. Did uh, nah. these other cats, did they sign <laughs> off on it? Yeah. Hey, you don't, even, you don't even know what. <clears throat> you were shot up with other than from a military standpoint, mm-hmm. which is what we had to do, right? Yeah. And, uh, hell, they didn't even use uh, syringes. They had yeah, guns. those air guns. Yeah. Them- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they just hit your arms and then uh, <laughs> any overseas stuff, you had to get the extra. Oh yeah. The extra run of uh, vaccines. And again, you didn't ask questions. You didn't. So that's what, I, I think that's why a lot of veterans they're seeing all this and they're like, "Welcome to our world, yeah." And like we, you know, this is just <laughs> one more stupid thing we have to, you know, do. But I, uh, I get, I think uh, part of the problem, of course, is uh, media, negative media influences. Uh, when you have, I mean, it is very hard with the military when you got a vaccination or something, you. You were just dealing with your command, right? the people in front of you. This generation is watching a CNN newscast about you need to get a vaccination. And literally 30 seconds after that, they're seeing a Pfizer commercial. And even if you're not a conspiracy theorist, you're like, wait a second. Somebody, somebody's, getting paid. somebody's getting paid. Somebody's this. getting paid. Yeah, how are you going to do a commercial for the pharmaceutical company immediately after you just scared the crap out of everybody about this mm-hmm. uh, virus that can only be cured by that pharmaceutical company? Right. Yep. Say, so, you know, we live in a capitalist. Yeah, that's world. true. Folks make money. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of people who've gotten rich off the government, right? Right. That's uh, true. You look at some. You look at our past wars. Yeah. Some people have made some money off of these government pushes, and this is probably no different. Some folks are making some money. Yeah. And uh, they're going to put it out and push it and continue to push it. And uh, obviously, we have an administration in right now uh, at the national level who's right. pushing vaccines, and there's obviously mandates and there's. Supreme Court cases and federal court case stays and all this stuff. But, yeah, we go back to the military days, and uh, you didn't even have a choice, which is interesting uh, to see a lot of the – I won't say a lot because that's using a word that uh, 
kind of paints a broad brush, but there's military members who are refusing to mm-hmm. get this current vaccine, the COVID vaccine to be specific, and they're being released from the military. Nothing new. Right. Anthrax, yep. I remember they issued you, we called it a page seven, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was an administrative letter in your mm-hmm. record. And they had you sign specifically saying, if you didn't get the anthrax shot, you were out. You're done. You're done. You're done. And yeah, that absolutely sucked. Yeah. And I think, you know, smallpox was the worst, though. I, I think what you're seeing with that, primarily with the military, is the media and other entities kind of blowing that out of proportion as well um, and well, saying, hey, norm. you know, we're losing our military members because they're refusing to, to vaccinate. But the reality is, is, yeah, like you said, that's that's nothing new. There's nothing new there. They're just now finally putting it on the news. I mean, if I didn't want to get the anthrax uh, vaccine back when I was in yeah. active duty, they would have kicked me out. I would have known the that's consequences. It. But, it is what but, it is. But, but it, it, hey, it's a choice, right? Yeah, 100%. It's a choice. It's a choice. And I, I get it because, uh, uh, you know, if you're going into a theater where that is a prevalent threat, yep. they, you know, and that, I can't remember. They made us uh, learn about it, but essentially, uh, I don't know that it was contagious. It was just a biological weapon that could take out numbers. Yep. And uh, our military isn't as big as some of our potential enemies' militaries. Right. We can't afford to be taking mass losses, personnel losses, because mm-hmm. of some, you know, weaponized biological weapon or something else. Exactly. So if we could prevent it, we prevent it. Now, civilians, unfortunately, you know, we, and we're civilians now. And uh, now it's kind of a hard pill to swallow when you don't trust the, the, the messengers. Right. But uh, I think, uh, I think people just need to look at actual science and people need to look at the person that's living with them. And make those decisions based off of that, not off of what the media is telling them. You know, if if you're living with an elderly person that is uh, 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 obviously susceptible to this to this danger, that's going to affect your decision. Versus someone that lives in a house full of uh, physically fit young people that take care of themselves, sauna each day, work out each day, you know, eat right, all this other stuff. Well, that that's going to be a different decision-making. Exactly. And, you know, that, uh, there's a lot of push one way or the other to get this vaccine or to not get it. And, you know, it's even being mandated on the government levels. And if you want to get the the vaccine, make it off of exactly what you just said, your, your personal choices. You know, right. Me, personally, um, I'm a pretty conservative dude when it comes right. to, like, my political beliefs um, and you look at the conservative circles, and they're not necessarily like pushing no. vaccine, 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 vaccine. However, me personally, I don't like to get sick. And so I do things to make sure I don't get sick. Right. I get a flu vaccine every single year because the one year I did it, the flu kicked my ass. Right. Right. And I mean, mm-hmm. it kicked my ass. I was down and out. Um, and that was even going to the gym and taking all my multivitamins and mm-hmm. taking my muscle selfies in the mirror. 
Um, all of that drinking stuff. Drinking your muscle right? milk. Drinking my muscle milk. <laughs> all of that stuff. I still got the damn flu. I didn't right. like getting the flu mm-hmm. because it set me back. And with the amount of people that our first responders are coming into contact with, it's literally a numbers game, right? It's a statistical probability that you're going to come into contact with someone who has COVID. Whether right. you get it or not, that's right. a whole nother issue. But stats-wise, you're coming into contact with these people, and you could take the precautions of whether you uh, potentially want to get the virus or not. And I don't think anyone obviously wants to get the right, virus. Right, right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you take those precautions. Now, um, if you don't get vaccinated, but you wash your hands and you uh, don't lick all the handrails that you touch right. and uh, you do all this other <laughs> stuff, um, you'll probably be fine. Right. But you also might get COVID. But in that same breath, I know people that are fully vaccinated who have gotten COVID. That's right. They're just not necessarily getting as sick. Right. And so it's helped to minimize the the effects or, you know, the symptoms. But there's no there's no solid on any of that. The the whole thing is, I I, I think uh, you have to just make a decision for yourself and what's right for your family. And, uh, you know, I. I had a conversation uh, with a family member today about, you know, we're in agreement that uh, if a business or a household wants you to wear a mask to enter their place, that's their right to do so. And you shouldn't be upset with them because of it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you shouldn't just assume that they're just being woke or something. There's a business in uh, Anchorage that we uh, go to uh, pretty regularly to pick up critical items for our business Mm -hmm. and they all wear masks in there but they all wear masks because the owner the owners and operators of that business are an elderly couple that are at high risk and if they get hit with that stuff it's gonna hurt not to mention the fact it's gonna shut down their whole business and uh the covid relief stuff that's not as easily accessible anymore like it was the first two years uh if if my shop in Wasilla on Jerbeck got shut down for a couple of days, the rent is still due. Exactly. So these are things that we have to be thinking about. And that's not something we were thinking about before, you know. Right. Because uh, we have to shut down the whole shop mm-hmm. and clean things mm-hmm. up and everything else, you know. So it, everyone's being affected by it. Right. We just ask everyone to just be kind to one another. How about that? Let's, let's do that. Everybody just be cool with one another. Mm-hmm. Let's start that way. And then uh, we can have decent conversations and healthy conversations about it. You know, hell, I, I'm still trying to get people not to wear uh, their snow cleats on my wooden floors in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let alone, yeah. hey, by the way, if you're sick, could you please not come in yeah. or at least wear a mask, yeah. please? You know, and again, as we get into this still and stay in this pandemic mm-hmm. that's you know the new the new culture is just wearing these masks it is yeah. what it is hey and i hate wearing a mask i tell you what uh, getting off of a flight especially coming out of alaska yeah to anywhere down to the states after these 10-hour flights Ooh. you take that mask off and it's like a whole freedom you're like damn freedom this air you know um tastes great what happened recently uh, uh we have a a, a good 
number of the deaf community visit mm-hmm. our shop, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it has been a bummer to because uh, a lot of them rely on reading your lips, and with the mask that makes it impossible. Yep. So we've been doing a lot of cell phone typing on the notes mm-hmm. or trying to mouth from a distance type stuff, um, and then of course you know we we've been trying to learn ASL at the shop too, but even from a law enforcement standpoint. Uh, I don't know if if you guys are aware of how large the deaf community is held just in the Matsu Valley alone. Yep. And uh, um, that's a big consideration mm-hmm. because the majority of them have to read lips. Uh, we have one uh, customer that uh, their education level, they're a hard worker, blue collar, but their education level is not to par, so to speak, up right. to par. So. Right. Even spelling and typing isn't truly an option because they can't read it. But they know right. ASL, though, right. and they can read your lips. Yeah, I've, I have a old teammate that I played football with here the last few years. He's hearing impaired, and speaking to him, uh, it's almost like uh, dealing with someone who speaks Spanish, right? You know how they say, yeah, like, yeah. you know, in, in English, I would say, a green car. Right, but right, in Spanish, right. you would say... Like the reverse, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, car, a, a car that's green, a car that's green, yeah. And so, um, my experience in some of that is just dealing with that aspect of it, right. but they didn't benefit from getting the same education that we'd have, Depending even though they made, is, yeah, even the, yeah, even if they've gone through essentially the same um, curriculum mm-hmm. because they can't hear. And do sentence structure and some of the things that, like, we are able to do. Right. We, we write and we hear it, right? Right. And so we're learning it in a whole, a couple different ways. And they may mm-hmm. only be able to learn it in a singular fashion. So uh, it's interesting talking to him uh, because he kind of speaks, like, in that Spanish, um, the variant that yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. we're not necessarily yeah, used yeah, to. Yeah, 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 uh, But he's able to communicate and we would use a translator. Um, a, oh, which wow. would be funny, because then you got to talk uh, about some some f- craziness on the phone with a translator. Yeah, and you just hope that they're not judging. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> the AT and T. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the AT and T yep. translation business. Exactly. There. But uh, as we uh, uh, bring this first episode to a close, uh, uh, we our goal is to have. Uh, some guests come on as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Coop and I will have this thing going. Uh, I, I think right now we have it at monthly. Uh, we'll try to push it to a weekly as our schedules allow it. If we can, if we can do uh, an episode next Sunday, we certainly will. But uh, obviously, we're busy people. But uh, we're trying to make this work because I think that this is something um, that is useful for the community. We hope that uh, we get some feedback from you guys. Obviously, there is. Uh, uh, location where you can do comments you can email us directly all of the information to get a hold of us is in the description below uh we appreciate you and appreciate your time because uh we know that uh you have many choices in entertainment yes, and what you, you want to listen to on the commute we're glad that you you chose to listen to us you have any parting uh, uh parting uh, uh wisdom man parting wisdom um it's Sunday today. Have a kick-ass week. That's my yeah. parting wisdom. Yeah. Have a great week. Do what you need to do. Take care of business. Make, make it to choices. the end. Yeah, make good choices. 
and uh, that's it. Just grab it by the, you know what? Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Enjoy.